Hello and welcome to Weekly Open. I'm Brian, here with Josh and Don. We're brought to you by FTX. Go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Make a trade there today. You can go directly from one asset to the other. You can trade everything that you need to trade on FTX. You can also earn yield on any tokens that you deposit to FTX. You can earn 8% up to $10,000 and 5% beyond $10,000. Plus the same portfolio tracking that you've known and loved since 2014. All right there on the FTX app. Weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello, hello. How are you? Very, very good. Solid seven, I think. Solid, Solid seven. seven. Wow. It's rainy here. It's cold. I'm drinking some coffee. I got a blanket on. Josh, oh, how, how could you see this strong response after an un, um, indecisive prior weekly and not be excited? This is- I'm just talking about me. That's how I was doing. Okay. <laughs> the oh, charts look great. You don't, you don't relate your mood to the price of Bitcoin? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just I me. think people would be surprised at how shockingly little I look at charts on a day-to-day basis. Hmm. Couldn't be me. Donald, <laughs> do you, do you, do you uh, look at charts a lot? This is an interesting way to open. Yeah, I mean, it depends, I would say. Like, I usually have a monitor open with a chart and then do other stuff. Um, but, I mean, recently, like this year, I think I've looked at charts as little as I've done like i haven't done as little chart work this year and i've done in like years and years so it's getting less and less i feel like because i mean at the end of the day like if you're not trading the lower time frames i bother with looking at the one hour i mean i'm just like i used to be like super interested in what the the charts were doing on the lower time frames nowadays just like okay whatever y'all make me feel y'all make me feel like an addict and you make me feel Because you are. <laughs> hey, I mean, if you're an addict, but the thing is, if you're an addict and you're making money, that's fine. If you're an addict and you're trading yourself out of positions, that's not good. Right? Yeah. That's what most people do. No, I've had a good year, but like I've paid attention to the charts very, 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 very closely uh, this year and most years, but this year probably more so than most. Um, gotta make it count, huh? Gotta make it count. It's the year to... It's the year of years. So where do we start? We start with Tesla? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I think we need to talk about, are we, are we set up for proper price exploration or is Bitcoin going to break our hearts and consolidate for longer? Um, we're set up, I think. Fucking moon it. I don't really see a point being like expecting anything else. Thank you. That's God, <laughs> bullish, Don. That's just what I needed in my life. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been bullish for like a couple of weeks now, but I feel like, I mean, at the end of the day, right? If you're trading support resistance stuff and there's no resistance left, I mean, just fucking send it, right? There's nothing that you could sell into. There's nothing you can do besides just sit there and cheer price on. And that's kind of what my plan is anyway. Like sit here. Um, maybe if we get like a retest of 57 or like a retest of 52, if all goes to shit, I, I get more active again and start buying the dip aggressively um but i don't even think we're gonna get either either of those um 57 or 52 yeah 57 or 52 are like my support levels like the 57 one is if you have like barely have any position feels like a good place to kind of like get some and 52 like get heavy and if that goes to shit i think we're fucked so (laughs) i mean might as well buy that i feel like because if you go to 52 i think it'd be a liquidation kind of run and 
if you're asking yourself where the 52 level is coming from, it's just daily support, basically. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say this rolls over. I think that would have to be like liquidation driven. And I think we'd bounce pretty strongly and then go up regardless. And if you start losing that, we get too close to 40. I mean, 40 is pretty shit support. I don't like that. But like I said, I don't, I'm not even expecting that. I think it's, makes sense to be bullish here and i've seen a bunch of people be like um everyone's too euphoric blah 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 but i mean it just seems like these people haven't been around for any kind of bull run in, in crypto because like whenever you push all-time highs everyone is euphoric obviously because everyone makes money right um everyone is by definition as long as you have like not been trading leverage too much in profit so it's like, of course, everyone's cheering the price on because, I mean, everyone is making money. I feel like it's like, are, they, are you winning, son? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unless you're, unless you're Asterisk, then in that case, you're gone. But um, Unless you're who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Asterisk. Uh, there was this oh, great Asterisk. post I saw. Asterisk's um, around. Like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Ish. There was this great post I saw on... Uh, Bitcoin markets. Are we all too confident about the trajectory of this bull run? Hmm. Uh, they were talking about the, the wall of worry stuff uh, that you like to talk about. But yeah, of course, everybody's in private, like Don's saying, like, what's the big deal? Just to go do literally anything else and just leave the chart alone. Um, what is it to worry about? I like 52 as a buy, like he's saying. That's the daily uh, key June. Uh, I like that the four hour has crisscrossed on the cloud. Like, uh, I'll yeah, turn send on. it. I'll turn on some cloud cloud stuff for you here josh um so the oh yeah that's interesting that so the keyshin is the red line it's kind of like the 50 percent mean reversion of the range defined by the cloud currently sitting right at that same daily support that definitely would be the type of thing that i would want to look at if funding gets really 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 stupid like if it's just a little stupid probably not but if it gets really stupid and then we combine with some like legacy market act you know something or another that would definitely be the type of thing where I feel like we could wick, like wick hard to, and then, you know, like in the day at 58 or 59, that kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the level I'd want to buy on leverage. That's the level I'd want to buy on spot. That's the level I'd want to have bids at already. That sort of thing. Um, otherwise nice. some confidence, just let it be, I kinda, let it be. <laughs> I kind of love when the, uh, when the different, you know, like trend following plus level level stuff lines up like that. Um, that's nice. And, and then the weekly you guys started at, um, as long as we cross 67, but as long as we break that uh, shooting star, which it is what it is, then we're fine. Like there's nothing to worry about. We've done this plenty of times before. We did it on East for weeks and weeks and weeks. We did it on BTC in the past. Like it's not a big deal, but what we don't want to do is we don't want to tweezer top here, which would be another type of uh, shooting star. But um, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, candlestick pattern. You don't want a, a tweezer top here, which it would be a, a wick to 67 and another denial. You definitely want a close above 67 to be confident this thing is going to continue. Um, so yeah, that's what you're watching for this week. You know, that's kind of it on BTC. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you just got to let it do its thing. Yeah. One of the nice things that you get if you do get proper price expiration after a long time of not having new highs is you tend to have people that get cozy in their position and then they're just like less willing to sell. Right. Cause they're just, okay. You know, 
<laughs> we're in price exploration. We haven't, this isn't like some price that I haven't normalized yet. Like that I'm freaking out and feeling like I got to take profit because it hit this in February and now it's eight months later or whatever. Um, and now we're finally making new highs. Like it gives it a little more room to run. So I agree with that. I like everything that you all just said. I, I you got to think we're also dealing with resistance from people who bought, um, previously from like 45 to 58 or whatever. Uh, they're happy to get out here if they're, if, if like, if you're anxious or you need the money or whatever, uh, like you mean people that bought up here and then are like, Whoo, I broke even. <laughs> right. Exactly. People from February to, to May who, uh, were underwater for a significant period of time to them anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. are finally right. They're above break even or at break even here. So we're dealing with that a little bit as well in this level. Um, I feel like the, when people talk to me just yesterday, I was at a, um, like a command of the people you are. Yeah. I was at a community event and someone was like, so you think Bitcoin's going to hit a hundred K? And I was like, uh, I, I hope, you know, um, but the round number stuff is going to be huge, I think. Um, and makes me think, I, I just don't anticipate that we would tag, tag it and that'd be the top. So I feel like we're probably going to underperform it or more likely if the macro landscape holds up overperform hundred K. Um, we've talked about targets for a while, but, uh, I mean, you, you can definitely imagine the scenario where on the holidays, uh, crypto in general, but maybe depending on how dominance does like Bitcoin in particular at six figures is like on everyone's tongues, you know, like, and, and we have just this, very similar vibe to what 2017 was. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, at six figures, right, if it does hit that, I don't want to say it's going to look 100% going to happen. But, I mean, if it does hit six figures, everyone that knows about crypto in general, like, almost everyone, has kind of known about it since, like, the 10K range, right? Like, yeah. it went on the big run. Um, to 20k and then crash back below 10k. So everyone knows basically if they bought in, that'd be a 10x, right? Because they had plenty of time to buy in below 10 or like at 10. Um, and I think that's gonna be quite the quite the factor where people are like, holy shit, I gotta at least look into crypto. Sadly, that's obviously not gonna necessarily translate into buying on Bitcoin. It can easily just lead into buying on like Dogecoin sure. and garbage <laughs> like that. Um, but it's good for us nonetheless, right? I mean, you want to see crypto as a whole go up and if they get into the ecosystem by buying trash and they are already in the ecosystem, so it's easier for them to kind of convert into useful stuff or like in general, more money flowing around the ecosystem, always good for us. So yeah, that'd be huge. I mean, most of the onboarding rails outside of if you're buying like the futures ETF, um, most of the like cash onboarding rails they instantly give you access to all the things, not Bitcoin. So <laughs> there's, yep. and, and that wasn't necessarily the case before, right? Like you could have bought Bitcoin, ETH, LTC, but it wasn't, you know, there were only three coins on Coinbase for quite a while. And then I guess they started listing stuff late in 2017, but it wasn't the same as now as like you start seeing shit coins in alphabetical order when you like upload your first cash <laughs> to exchange, you know, um, let's shift. I think Bitcoin looks strong. Everybody agrees with that. Yeah. We just want to see what goes from here. I want to talk about Ethereum. 
real point of decision here versus the dollar and then therefore versus uh for dominance sake um don you got some squiggles on your on your chart i just yeah. look at it in terms of 4140 or so was the daily closing level back in may um and then you know the the if you call this a cup and handle which i think it's like textbook cup and handle josh and i've talked about this um, from a pattern perspective, or if you want, it doesn't matter what level it, it's the third time sitting at 4k, you know, and mm -hmm. it just looks like it's pressing the ceiling here. So it has an opportunity to break out and have price exploration. One, do you think we're going to see that? Like, is it just going to trail right along here, go with BTC? And then two, do you think that the dominance play is worth watching or will it continue to chop you up? I mean, I think in general, like, the dominance thing is really difficult to judge because if Bitcoin really goes, I mean, ETH BTC is going to lag, but I think ETH USD is going to go up regardless. Um, and then every time Bitcoin just slows down, ETH just catches up. I feel like if you want to make the ETH, like if you want to make the argument about the dominance stuff, just look at ETH BTC. And I mean, if you, this shit's just ranging, right? It's just like ranging between these levels. And I've talked about these for ages and ages now. Um, so it's like right in the middle there. So you're going to get chopped up if you go like one way or the other, I think. Um, it's probably just going to stay at like that range, like in this range for the next weeks to months anyway. Um, I think it's probably going to just mirror Bitcoin. Um, but with ETH, you see it actually looks really, really strong, strong to me. Like triple tops are so, so rare in crypto. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember any like significant coin ever pulling one. Uh, where you have like a high, another high, and then you set another high and then you fuck off. Like that'd be very, very surprising to me. Uh, I think like the chances of that happening are very, very low. And the chances of like, that, there's like three outcomes that I think have like a good chance of happening. One is just giga send it right from here. Like basically send after this breakout, which we've already had on the weekly. Um, I think that's a decent chance. Another one would be like a little bit of a pullback from here and then going up. We've had that like a million times in crypto where you go like put in like an obvious kind of pattern, fall out of it and then send it. Um, I think that has like equal kind of chances of playing out. And then the third one is the bearish case, which is I think you break out here, you distribute in the five to six K range and then you dump. And I think like given that like all of these three seem more like way more realistic than just dumping straight up from here makes sense to be bullish right because even if you want to be a bear and kind of pick out the bear um choice out of all of those three you would want to see price go up distribute a while and then start dumping um so yeah for me it just makes sense to kind of expect like move into like the 5ks even if we get like a little bit of a pullback that's a pretty good opportunity to load up and i mean if it's just straight up dumps. I think that's not gonna be because crypt like because of ETH. That's just gonna be because of like macro dumps. Like let's say the S and P starts dumping, or we get like macro problems. Then obviously we could just dump out of this. But I don't think it just be like okay, um, ETH's just bearish from here because I don't see it. Like I'd be very surprised. Um, so yeah, three three ways to play like that. I can see this play out, and all three. Um, Choose your Point flavor out. of bull. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, even even if you're bearish, just, I mean, short 5 to 6K, I think. Um, don't bother with, like, shorting into the obvious breakout here. Man, I don't I, think... Go ahead, John. I've, I don't think I've ever been as confident as ETH 
being bullish as I am in, the, in this moment. Uh, maybe 2017. The, yeah, the end of 2017, dude. I, like you could go back and get evidence of like us just be like, all right, this triangle is going to break up. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> we can't wait. Just like scrolling back on the chart, I think now in 2017. Very similar. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah. just sent straight up. Yeah, so it it's like giga cent, but it also did it. It didn't fully break out. It broke. It got above. So if you go, if you could look at the 2017 one. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to zoom in a little closer to that, you would actually see, even though that weekly looks uh, godlike, you see that kind of uh, that that week's worth of in between. That's like it's it's within two weekly candles. So on the weekly, it just looks like straight up. But after the breakout, it had one day up and then it had like a week of sideways. Yeah, that yep. right there. Um, it gave you so much time, <laughs> you know, like it gave you so much time. So, and that could happen again. And Bitcoin went, that's, that's the time frame where Bitcoin went from like 10 to 20 K or something, you know, um, it's like the rotations can be absolutely insane to try to figure out and, and try to time and plan. But the chart just looked too good. How much does it look like it wants to repeat that same fractal? Like pulse up maybe go sideways for a week while Bitcoin goes like 80 K and then send. I, I don't, th- this fractal is in the, the seasonality and all of it. It's just like freaking repeat. You yeah. Know? It looks one to one the same again. Yeah. It's going to six, 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 six. That's where it's going. <laughs> Josh, Nothing can stop it. I'm all the way up. You no. have, um, no, you have no idea how euphoric that makes me feel like <laughs> that's where it's going. Like there's a, there's a like 5% chance it breaks down. Otherwise it's going. To six 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 six. Uh, I don't even think I don't even think it goes lower from here. I just think it just continues to go up. Uh, yeah, that that's how good it looks to I me. I think it could get one of those like you know, dance around after the breakout things, just like last, last time. Um, I could see it. it let, let's go ahead and talk about ETH BTC on the combo because it's still it's so hard. Um, I mean, I've been trying to I've been trying to trade this. Um, so I, I was mostly back in big, people have trolled me for like my Bitcoin rotation. And I'm like, relative to ETH, it was still a good rotation. <laughs> like ETH BTC is lower than it was. Um, and I basically wanted, I wanted it to clear this type of level, like 0.067 is really what I wanted in order to like feel confident being back in ETH on a relative basis. But when Bitcoin's sitting in price discovery now, I'm not, I'm not rushing at it still. Um, what I'm actually starting to do is uh, collateralize ETH longs with BTC, which I had talked about before. And then I know I talked about like the dangers of margin and stuff. I'm not on 10X. I'm on literally like 1X with 10% of my portfolio, you know. Um, but it's it, it's giving me ETH exposure, so I don't feel FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then like when, if the trade becomes much more obvious, then I will take it. Um but yeah, ETH BTC overall to me just hasn't changed a lot. Like it salvaged the kind of like super dump. Um, so it makes me think they're just going to run together and have this consistent rotation back and forth. But I don't know. What do you think? I wouldn't waste my energy looking at that chart more than five seconds. It is untradeable. <laughs> I hope it performs like an Adam and Eve double top because that's what it looks like. It looks like seasonality is going to be correct and ETH BTC will not outperform. At what point it's do got- you say, I want nothing but ETH? Like I got to get out of Bitcoin because ETH is about to go bananas. Like if it breaks 0.077, like makes new highs, I, I think that might be mine. Like I want to play this from 0.077 or 
to like point one plus. Like market's gonna go I, full full stupid. The flipping bros are out. That kind of thing. I would just rather look at the USD chart and say right now I'd rather be ten x long ETH than BTC. Uh, I don't really care what the BTC chart looks like. For me, it's kind of like, I, I don't really see the point in completely rotating into ETH because it's so big already that, I mean, yeah, if it starts like, I mean, and I could see like the flipping narrative become strong again, um, but like uh, the upside's not as big as it used to be. Um, there's quite a bit of a way to go, but the risk gets exponentially larger the closer you get to it. Um, so I'm always going to have like a little bit of both and uh not gonna just chase it I, if i want to like get like go completely risk on i'm just gonna buy either something on eve like people have been gambling on the nft stuff or like on the on the layer layer two stuff i mean there's a bunch of stuff that you can get more risk i'm not gonna like chase it by by going all in eve yeah all right so on that note i have to bring it up it might it is it gonna trick us or is it time is it time for DeFi to quit sucking? <laughs> um, DeFi USD looks coiled to the max. Um, what I find interesting, if y'all recall this DeFi or this, uh, yeah, DeFi perp relative to ETH trade that I had talked about just buy it over 3.7 for the range trade. I think I have, yeah. So this was not, but we bought it. It was like, this is where you would want to buy it. It almost stopped out in the in the fake sense. You, we have not taken this trade yet, according to our rule set that we talked about on Weekly Open weeks and weeks ago. But it um, it like almost made new lows, and it's held off for a few days here. And there's actually some DeFi relative strength, which I it's ha I have a hard time understanding how this works. <laughs> <laughs> with like ETH to 6K type comments and stuff, but this looks like it could try be trying to reverse. That's that's all I'm saying. It looks like it could be trying to reverse. My gut tells me this will be end up last. It'll find a way to be a disappointment. And then like after ETH goes, it'll go nuts. But that's just my gut. I've, my gut's not always right on these rotations. Do y'all think DeFi could be having its time or do you think it's... Uh, nothing to care about right now i i honestly think as stupid as it sounds but i think like DeFi is just like it's there's too much there like it, the, the excitement isn't there but like in general like fundamentally wise like this just too complicated for people to understand oh, so. say too fundamentally good <laughs> <laughs> no i mean there's there's definitely stuff there that's super super interesting fundamentally but i think in general like how the market's been playing recently has been like the big like for example bitcoin moves um and you get like all like everyone's excited and then instead of like going into the mid caps or like the like just going down like the 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 risk kind of curve what people do is like they go from bitcoin to like the shittiest shit out there so i don't think DeFi is gonna be like the first one to move i think you're gonna get like the shitty stuff like i mean we've seen shiba move a little bit um, and I think in general, like the, the garbage is going to move after Bitcoin and ETH. Um, and then we might be seeing like a rotation into like DeFi and stuff. So I don't think it's quite ready yet. And I mean, I'm looking at Link, for example, um, and that looks atrocious still. Um, I mean, it's 
if it starts put, putting in some strength, I'm I'm gonna reverse my view on that really really quickly. But like right now, what it basically did was like put in the head and shoulders, and it's now retesting the neckline. Bro, how dare you be bearish on my bag? What are you doing? <laughs> well, somebody in the chat was like, "Did Josh and Brian mark the the link bottom?" Uh, did you Did you show time? it at the bottom? No, no, we didn't show it. We uh, we made fun of it. Uh, no, it's still the worst. <laughs> it, it is it is the worst, the worst looking chart in crypto right now. You can't uh, it looks it looks pretty shit. Else. And I mean, you can kind of use that as like a proxy if you want to and um, for me that has to pull in some more strength and but if it does like if it starts reversing here goes back like above where it started breaking down from i think it actually looks really really good just because it looks so so shit right now <laughs> that it should be dumping and if it like if it doesn't dump from here while looking like this i don't think you can make it dump and then i'm gonna be buying it just based on that but right now it looks complete garbage. I think that's pretty much how like most of DeFi stuff looks. Can I show you the best chart? No, false Don. Most of DeFi does it, not look like that. Here's yeah, how I, I mean, changed my mind about Link BTC. Okay, it hit, hit me with, with a good chart then. 0.7 is the right shoulder, right? So it has yeah. to get above point seven. sorry, not 0.7, uh, 70K sats. Yeah. It, that's where I changed my mind. Otherwise it is bearish going to uh, 15K sats. Like that's where it's headed. Does not look good. All right, I'm gonna show you all the best chart in DeFi. It's not Please, even, it's not even close. Is it curve? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Curve is like. <laughs> yeah. Curve. I mean, there's so many better charts than Link that look nothing like Link. So, like, yeah. why bother waste your time and money on Link? Let's let's, let's the start with the USD curve magnet. Ten dollars. Curve is about to run the fibs. Listen to me. Curve is about to run the fibs. Okay. Ten, eleven. Bucks. I mean, that looks decent. I agree. But now let's look at this. So relative to BTC, on a base layer, you could say, sure, it's just going to continue going sideways. But if it doesn't, if this truly is, <laughs> if this truly is making a range breakout relative to BTC, while BTC is making price exploration, it is going to point zero 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 two three. That is my target. This is this is my like. I there's very few bags where I'm willing to like have exposure to relative to Bitcoin. This is one where you combine the curve USD price expiration, the mechanics of what's happening with curve. If y'all know about the way that like basically all the curve inventories being buried into V curve through the convex protocol. And then you look at this BTC relative chart, you look at like on a ETH relative chart curve ETH, it may look like nothing, but if you compare that, um, for instance, to like any of the other, um, like singular DeFi charts relative to ETH, it actually looks fantastic. Uh, so like here's comp ETH. So curve ETH did what it did while comp ETH did this, uh, Ave, and that's not just picking on, uh, curve, like Ave ETH, like just obliterated, freaking obliterated. Um, it looks so shit. So on a relative basis, curve is outperforming its peers. It's going into price exploration versus the dollar, and it has a chance for this like incredible kind of like lifetime uh, breakout trade relative to BTC. And Curve is getting absolutely eaten. Uh, it's it's now like net deflationary. The Curve inflation is being fully 
uh, staked back into four-year locked curve going completely away. Like it's even losing its liquidity profile. So it's like quite hard to buy curve in, at size. So, um, so there you go. That's curve. And then also because you're earning um, the yield on it, like you can still also get like 60, 70% APY out of, uh, out of convex while you hold this. So I, I have some curve. Not a ton, like not that. near enough, but I have some. I like to set up. I in general, like whenever you like got me going with relative strength in comparison to peers, I mean that's that's what I want to hear. That's that's the magic word to get me interested. And I mean it looks like it's showing massive strength in comparison yeah. to everything else. One thing too is like if I'm wrong, like I always pictured Dijin Spartan dumping on me whenever it's anything DeFi related. <laughs> so like if Dijin Spartan comes in and like drops his bags on us and, you know, tweets like LOL curve, you know, <laughs> um, then like it's possible, but I don't feel bad about the USD chart in a sideways motion. And then you still get that like hyper yield on it. So you're, it's, it just turns into your yielding stable coin instead, you know, like, so it's position sized enough to where I'm willing to hold it. If it goes up a lot, then I'm very happy. If it doesn't, then I'm earning income, if you will. Um, and, and, you know, shout out. Uh, I've been bullish curve for a very long time, but like Messi's the one that just started pounding the drug harder than most uh, recently. So it's, I, th I think the time is pretty ripe for curve. And I've also got a lot of convex because they're the ones that are gobbling this up, but that's more of like a speculative trade rather than the, this, this type of breakout. Yeah, it looks really good. I mean, I, I talked about this on my curve DeFi video, but like everyone's trying to find the magic metric for DeFi, like what actually matters. And I hope flipmetrics.com can help me with that <laughs> or flip whatever you change it to. We're launching um, our first product this week. So, but when you look at TVL, so. you look at, um, any of the other metrics, the PE ratio equivalent, you look at on-chain metrics, like none of it shows anything for curve that like matters right like it like so what do you look at what is what is, what is the reason is it purely supply driven yeah coin, is that circulating coins is really what's going to matter the most uh at the end of the day um <clears throat> but tvl certainly is not what i would consider like the most important thing i did an article about tvl a while back that was tvl is useful but um it's just a thing, right? Like it, it's, there's no guarantee that like TVL is telling you anything particularly informative, but it can, it can be a piece of your puzzle, you know? Well, I'm, my, my uh, question just was like, what matters? Cause nothing, I, <laughs> nothing that I've ever looked at for D5 seems to matter. Like it's all think, just supply. That's why I'd link. I'm so bearish on cause there's dumping the crap yeah. out of it. Yeah. And link is like a super useful protocol, right? Like the oracles right. are very important in, in all things DeFi, especially like as you get cross chain and everything. Um, if I were to say what matters, it's information asymmetry, as in like the narrative matters. And if the narrative is um, wrong, so like the persistent narrative is curve is highly inflationary. Well, now it's literally deflationary because so much curve has been locked away. Um, the persistent narrative is that curve is only for stable swaps, but in fact, curve V2 makes it um, more so like a Uniswap V3 competitor with auto-managed liquidity positions. And when you start putting it in those narratives, it's uh, it, 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 that becomes very important. 
Um, so you're locking coins away and then people were thinking about the product wrong. That is very, very bullish. If people were wrong in their narrative and then they start to wake up to it and you provide that or combine that with positive price action, gives you an opportunity for a trade. Um, that's not one thing. It's not like something that you do just on chain or something, but mm -hmm. it, it does require an understanding of how DeFi works, how DeFi products work. Um, and then, you know, the coin mechanics and narrative combine all that. And it gives you a very, in my mind, tradable setup. Now, somebody could come in here and just squash our dreams. Um, but it, it looks really good to me. And I, I kind of like these where, the the difference between like a breakout and then you say okay well it's at you know 350 not that far to four except for that's like a 20 something percent move or whatever you know and then it's like four to five that's another 20 percent <laughs> so like it, you get these kind of round number biases on a, on a coin in this type of price range and it allows it to move up pretty quickly in price exploration and you know nobody feels like it's that far and then you get you you get to six get to seven and then it's like all right it's going to 10 i'm not i'm not selling until 10 you know it's like all of a sudden now you just rode this sucker from three dollars to ten dollars and you pulled a triple um i think curve is set up to to do that it looks this reminds me so much of ave in like january uh when it was you know running the fibs went above 100 which was it's kind of like prior highs um at 100 bucks and then it just like teleported to 500. This has vibes of that. And what we could be seeing is the early rotations of DeFi. Like that happens too, right? When you start to see a narrative around a sector. So like if DeFi is gonna turn the corner, well, you need one or two to do it before the rest to kind of get the get the blood running. Yeah, I think DeFi looks the best it's looked since last time this year, November, 2020. I don't think it's gonna have a crazy run like it did. Oof. in q1 but it looks this is as bullish as it's looked right like i think when the dust settles in february and there are people who are trading now who are new who are still here in february they're going to look back and uh start to identify some of this stuff and say wow okay this this was super bullish right <laughs> people actually learn um are going to look at this period i think and figure out they should have been more bullish yeah and some are going to be left behind like don's pulling up wi-fi looks terrible around every Whoa. in every way you know yeah. this is a, this is something that we're seeing is not working in DeFi. um if you can't continue to incentivize with coins and like liquidity programs and stuff then like people just don't care well um, wi-fi is another one like i love the protocol i use the protocol it's an amazing protocol the coin makes <laughs> no sense to me no sense link link same thing i use it i love it the protocol the coin makes less sense to me and I think people, like you're saying, are finally waking up to that fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with that on, on so many levels where you have kind of reminds me like that's been like the, the old coin kind of problem for ages and ages. Right. But it's like, yeah, the use case might be an interesting one, but you don't really need a coin for it. Like you could just be using ETH or you could just be using something else. You don't have to make your own coin for it. And, um, Every time something like that happens, they pump like crazy because the narrative's just there. And then people realize, holy shit, we could just do without this. And then just start stumping and never stops. I'm not sure if this is going to like turn around again. Um, not really like that deep into DeFi, but in general, like 
what you want to be doing with this kind of stuff is you want to hop on on something early and then you write it up and you get out and you search for something new something shiny that you can write up again and again and again i mean that's just been like the the way to play things all the old stuff is really like i mean people are talking about link nowadays saying yeah like that's the grandpa of like coins and i mean people like two me. years ago yeah two years ago it was like that was the thing right that was like cutting edge whatever and now people are like okay this is already outdated and i feel like that's how crypto and like how old coins in general work most of the time some of them catch like a second wind some of them like re reorganize and kind of like put on a show again and kind of make it make it moon again but most of the time it's just like you have the old ones that you can trade relatively well technically and then you have the new ones that you can just like that you're going to get hype on and where people are like holy shit this is the newest biggest thing and i don't have an allocation so i'm just gonna try to get some and it mega moons that's kind of my opinion on on like all of these coins look at freaking yeah, that goes back to my point about what matters in DeFi. even the use case of the protocol doesn't matter it doesn't it doesn't matter it's all mm. about uh Narrative. supply supply of the coin itself look at freaking uniswap uh i, I bought a lot of uni the other day. This, uh, I think it looks amazing. It looks like you just need to buy the uh, volatility of it. <laughs> you know, like it looks like it's going to spring out of this. Um, but how long? Like Don, you you brought up the more important chart. I'll show you in a second. But in the meantime, I just have to appreciate this like massive volatility squeeze that's occurred on the dollar pair. Like, I mean, it, it just imagine you're a mm -hmm. uni maxi. And you're euphoric on February 20th as it goes to $29. And then at the end of October, it's under $29. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's just freaking pain. Um, these seem like they're, these, you know, what the narrative I'm starting to pick up on is I feel like when these finally bring people back to like, relative parity, so they pump on the relative pairs, they moon on the dollar pairs, probably, that's probably when we're done. Right. I think for lending and borrowing and for DEXs, the important thing is um, regulatory stuff. So if they can get any sort of regulatory clarity in any way, shape, or form, I think they'll be they'll be good to go. I think I think gonna, Uni could I think, gonna I think Uni could four X. Go ahead. Uni could four X. Uni do hundred. Uni to that's all. <laughs> I, and I, I think that's when the market the cycle's over, probably. That's fair. But I'll take I'll take Uni to hundred. I think in general, like on a relative basis against bitcoin kind of looks like shit but yeah, i mean that looks almost as bad as link does sure. yeah um that just like basically broke down from head and shoulders as well there is a tweezer um, bottom there though there is yeah. a tweezer bottom and i mean if it does turn around and invalidates this it's like a really good buy i think like you you have your stop loss down here yeah. you get your entry in here and i mean you target new highs because i mean anything else would be stupid in my eyes but like until that happens, I'm not gonna touch it. I'm too afraid of like because the thing is like if you buy these and you don't have an invalidation, um, there's a good chance that you're just gonna sit in it and watch it like depreciate for like a year or two. Um, we've had that before, um, so I'm just gonna jump into momentum, kind of catch the second leg. But there's there's people that are really really good at kind of knife catching these when they look completely atrocious. Uh, I just. I think tend the, to not the dollar, like the dollar pairs. I this was kind of my um, in 2017, 2018, when 
uh, alts finally broke up. The dollar pairs led the way on that too. Like they just showed obvious strength, you know, chart pattern type stuff of exactly what we're seeing in, in uni USD. And it's your hint that volatility is coming and it gives you a chance at potential reversal on the alternate, like on the relative pair. Problem is it may still be lagging even at like 31, you know? So like the USD pair could break out, but it doesn't, it hasn't hit the point of like turbo Chad and that therefore like you start to base or something like that versus uh, the relative pair. But if BTC is going ballistic or ETH is going ballistic, it's still going to be lagging. And then you kind of get that last uh, spurt of energy as it goes from like, you know, 30 to 50 and price exploration, like to mat 30 to 50 is matching all time highs. Right. And then it goes price exploration. That's when your relative pair starts to actually do well. Um, mm -hmm. But that this consolidation gives you the opportunity to say like, look, you know, people are like peak bearish on this and it's probably the time to pay attention. Um, link relative pair, you can see here, like it might be, it might be kind of doing a, a little dip and over type of thing relative to ETH. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe we need to just have our, have our ears up for when to get in, like, and, and maybe try to figure out like, what are the, what are the trades here? What are we allocating to these moves? It's just really hard to do when you're looking at this for BTC, um, to do it with much size or confidence yet. But if you can get the multi-trade thing, which I've talked about a lot, right? If you really do get BTC to 100K or something, or ETH to 6K, and then you see stuff lag, those trades then become very, very obvious as follow-on trades. If everything balloons together, then it's just going to be harder all the way, and it's going to be more likely, in my opinion, that we get large contraction at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, I could see the, the problem with all of this, right? And I mean, I think we all agree on this, is like, I could see Bitcoin go to 100K, for example, and then uni still be at 30. And no one wants to sit through that. And but, even if you get scared... That's when uni becomes an amazing buy. Yeah, yeah, that, I agree. And I mean, the people that are going to sit in uni during that run are going to like capitulate left and right, even if <laughs> yeah. the USD price isn't going to move, right? And then like, that's why I am like a little bit on the defensive side of things because and uh, people ask me like about xrp for example all the time and the reason why i'm not interested too much is because i could see bitcoin just completely rip right and if it does there's a good chance that the bitcoin pairs are gonna dump to shit i'm gonna get a better entry um further down the line and i mean the thing is like i could get like a better entry by 30 percent if bitcoin rallies 30 percent um i could see like these bitcoin pairs go down by 20 to 30 percent um and then I get an entry um, and I could still like lose 10% on the Bitcoin pair afterwards before chart, it actually like before the rotation kicks in and it actually starts going off. That chart looks almost like identical to Tezos BTC as well. Like everybody's excited about Tezos breakouts all time high and then it just got smashed down on the range. Yeah. And it's same, same exact thing, you know, like why you don't have to is the point. Um, we have, there's, you can be patient. We got to talk about Tezos and Sol. Oh, shit. I, I don't want to talk about Tezos, dude. <laughs> I bought the bottom and I sold basically break even, which I fucking hate. Like buying something and it goes up like 50% and you sell break even is like such a fucking pain. Yeah, when you round trip. Yeah. See, I, I saw that. I, I don't know. I, I sold it in the $8 or whatever that was, but I was just like. 
it just looked like it was gonna fail <laughs> fell that breakout i was like i'm you not so, you dumped him to me i did I you did. dumped on me <laughs> we talked about it that monday morning yeah i remember like saying if you're like a weak-handed like someone uh sell introduce resistance and it was like right there touching it on that monday yeah and i was like should have just listened to myself and actually sold into it well, but i didn't you know the one kind of layer one that continues to carry the momentum um I mean, how are we supposed to fade this? <laughs> Solana, just, I, I don't have anything to say. I, on Friday, I said it was over and uh, it wasn't over. Well, everyone's, everyone's saying we're like wrong because they're looking at the USD pair. That's classic, like altcoin maxi mentality. Um, yeah, USD <laughs> pair is like at price it's, discovery again. Is it 200 It's or doing well, but it's not at all time highs. Um, yeah, I... The thing is, if you're really, really bullish on Solana, you should want this to chill, in my opinion. Like, these... You, <laughs> you, you got to embrace the ability to, to rotate into these trades when they're, like, just poised, you know? Um, the constant momentum makes it a little harder to, uh, to get, like, as significant of a breakout off of it, in my opinion. That does look like an Adam and Eve double bottom on the daily. On which one? Right there, you're looking uh, yeah, at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it's a really nice looking chart. I just I think it would have been more fun if uh, it just kind of stayed under 200 consolidated versus that dollar pair. And what it looks like instead is just kind of goofy relative to ETH. Um, it looks okay relative to Bitcoin. This is why it's hard to look at these. Um, I'm just constantly looking at everything on three pairs, um, and it makes it difficult sometimes, but it, if it leads me to indecision, then I end up just not really playing. Um, relative to BTC, though, it's got to clear one more level before it can kind of go do its all-time high thing. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not super opinionated about it, but if you're, if you're just sitting in Solana and happy with it, then sure, just keep enjoying yourself. Um, but it's not like spitting, it's not like, you know, throwing a new entry like in my face that I can't avoid. Yeah, and I mean, it's I pretty difficult. I would have rather did, like just make a new entry obvious, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, Solana is just like, I, I'm not gonna trade it. I'm like very, very confused how like a blockchain could stop working and still be <laughs> bullish. But I mean, I guess that's how like crypto works. Yeah, I'm not gonna touch it. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna be coping about it, but I, I, there's no obvious trade for me. And there's no like fundament. Like I mean, fundamentally, there might be something there. It's just for me. Like I don't know. I'm gonna just pass that one over. Do something else with my time. Yeah, we but got... I'm 100 certain that I'm gonna be coping about it in a week or two or three. Yeah, we got asked about Avax as well. I actually think it might be the most tradable setup of these that I've been complaining about not having tradable setups. Um, I think it actually looks pretty good relative to USD. Um, and then relative to BTC, it's maybe slightly stronger, but not bad. Like it, it, it flipped my like trend line type stuff that I would want to follow, you know, like my boomer moving averages. Um, I don't have a ton of exposure. I have some exposure within the AVAX ecosystem, but not, it's not, None of these are high conviction bets yet for me, but I just say that. One other thing I wanted to ask you about, because I don't follow it too closely, but how are NFTs doing in this? Oof. Ideally, ideally they're selling off and oh, we're dude. rotating. 
into uh, actual stuff that's moving. Um, they're getting wrecked. Yes. If you pull up uh, BAYC, that chart looks atrocious. A really good uh, diamond top on that one, but I haven't really followed or been following what they've been doing on a relative basis. Um, uh, <laughs> they're getting hurt. Yeah, like it's fucking, it's insane how much. But I mean, that's like illiquid markets when, when you have like a rotation into like Bitcoin or whatever going on, you're always going to get a shit on, I think. I think it's actually going to be a really good dip to buy at some point, which I hate to say because I still don't get the whole NFT thing. Um, but yeah, right now it's it's in a, pretty much people are panicking, I think, because ETH's going up. And they're just sitting there having no ETH because most of the people in the NFT world just like went completely nuts at some point. Like you, it's the same story over and over again, right? You start buying with like 5% of your portfolio or whatever, and then it goes up like 5X and you're like, holy shit, I should have bought more. And then it dips a little bit, you buy more, it goes up a little bit more, and then you buy even more. Um, and then it just completely rocks pulls you. I've seen that like a million times. And I feel like that's the same that's been happening with NFTs where people now realize that they're stuck in something illiquid that they cannot really get out of. Um, but I think there's going to be like, I, I think the NFT thing is going to play out re relatively similar to like the ICO mania in 17, 18 where we had like a bunch of times where it stopped going up only. And then we had one giant last hurrah and i think that's going to be the same for the nfts where we get like one last exit pump um but i could be wrong on that i don't really want to tell anyone to buy nfts because i mean yeah there, there are still a rough one. the volume is way down yeah yeah i mean the bottom for nfts is when people stop using them as their profile picture that to me <laughs> is the bottom until then there's no bottom. It just, it has to go down, you know, until I stop seeing uh, crypto punks on Twitter profiles. Um, I don't think you're going to stop seeing that. Like, I don't think, uh, I think, I think, we, I think we're going to get to a point where people are embarrassed that they're holding that stuff. Nah, one, one it's a other, long way away, but I think it's coming. One other thing to be on the lookout for is just that, uh, like the floors, floors are one thing, but the volume is another. So, um, you'll start seeing the floors come down more on even the popular profile pictures as there's no sales. So then it incentivizes people to reduce their asks, essentially. Um, yeah. That's what we saw eventually in um, Artblocks. Like Artblocks Curated has held up a little bit, but not great. Um, the other, like Artblocks Playground and stuff, there's stuff that went down 70, 80% already on, in ETH terms. Um, because the volume disappeared and then, if, and then slowly the floor is contracted. Um, yeah, it's basically people sitting in there realizing, holy shit, nothing's selling. And then day after day, they kind of lower their, their asks and the floor keeps going down. Okay. So slowly capitulate into them. And, uh, when I, when I look at profile picture projects with, um, you know, <laughs> 10,000 items and there's like, 20 or 30 of them trading per day. Um, that's not, that's not great. Yeah. I will have much more to show you next week. About this. I want, I badly want to show our app. <laughs> but we're, I can't, I can't do it. Well, I'm looking forward to that. No, but I think in general, like if you see volume pick back up on these projects, um, 
in the NFT space. I think that's actually going to be like a good play to be made again. It's just like this, the, the fees are so high and like in general, like you got to be like right off the money that you put in because I mean, it's just like pictures of stuff, right? Whether it's on the blockchain or not, like I'm, it shouldn't realistic, realistically be worth as much in my opinion anyway. Um, obviously depends on kind of what you're looking at if you're looking at punks i have like a different opinion i think like there's so many rich people um that want to use those as status symbol that i'd be yeah. very very surprised if they're kind of like gonna be rock pulling anytime soon Not if at all pulling. like punk, punks kind of ascended you know there's going to be some demand for punks and what happens is the same the same like i don't know few hundred punks just change hands all the time but like 90% or more of punks are just locked away um, that people don't care. The thing is, if you've played NFTs from a risk perspective properly, then they may be more than 10% of your portfolio in value or whatever if they've gone up, but like you didn't spend more than about 10% of your portfolio in crypto. And then like you might've realized things uh, to like take your basis off. And if if that's you, then you're okay. But if you're like 90% JPEGs and you see the volume disappearing and you see your floor starting to go down and you see E starting to go up, that's very scary. Um, And those people are the ones that end up capitulating. Um, But I do think we'll see some really, really attractive buys for short term swings before like and then we'll see if there's a long drawn out bear market again, which I think there will be, then we'll see some really, really attractive NFT prices during that and they'll end up being some of the best kind of bear market buys if you're buying like you know really high-end uh, nfts for really cheap they'll have another cycle um, especially oh, like the high-end stuff the curated art blocks curated punks that kind of thing yeah i mean in general like it seems too early for that trend to go away in my opinion but I could be completely wrong. And I, I generally tell people like, don't put in a lot into like NFTs because it's basically what you do is like, you take on much, much more risk than you would if you're buying Bitcoin and ETH, but the upside is obviously much, much larger as well. It's really easy for an NFT project to 10X or 100X if like volume comes back in. It's really hard for Bitcoin and ETH to do the same. But then again, it's really easy for like an NFT project to just completely disappear and um that's just something that you have to deal with but in general like if i was back at my like what back at the valuations of my portfolio that i had in in 16 and 17 like the nft space would be the space i would be looking at because i mean you're not looking to make like 50 to 100 percent on like sitting in bitcoin and eth um you're trying to like make something out of nothing and uh i think that if you're timing it right, I think there's some opportunity to be like, to be, to make more than just like a two or three X that you're gonna get on Bitcoin and ETH if you're timing the NFT space right. But I mean, yeah. right now it's on the down low and every volume, everything just kind of looks like shit, so. Yeah, I think it, it's definitely still a very interesting ecosystem. Problem is the, the numbers start getting out of control. Like uh, Cool Cats right now, if they're nine, let's say they're 10 ETH, you're paying $42,000 for a picture of a blue cat. Um, and then it's not a particularly new project or anything. Is there anything particularly innovative of it? Can anyone actually buy those from you uh, for $40,000?
But if if ETH goes to 10K, well, now you're blue cat for you to break even. People have to value it at 100K. Um, so the relative pairs could get absolutely destroyed, even if the USD pairs hold up on some of those. And I just don't think very many are going to do so, um, especially when like something new comes out and it's even cooler than cool cats. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, And then you start falling back on, okay, what's the stuff that really is like a cultural... Um, it's a culturally significant collection and there's not many of those. And I think those will hold their value the best, but I think NFTs will have a long drawn out bear market on a relative basis, even if there's still wins to be had as people who understand the ecosystem play it well. Um, but on the whole, I would expect a lot more NFTs to be created, a lot more artists to get onboarded, a lot more human beings to get involved from a speculative standpoint and prices to still be down on a relative basis. Yeah, I mean, Coinbase still has their market coming, right? Their NFT marketplace? Yeah, that's like the exit pump. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't mean it to be mean. I just, that's my guess. Yeah, I don't not like NFTs. I just don't like NFTs at, you know, billions of dollars in valuation. Like, they're cool. They're awesome. You know, let people have fun with whatever they want to do. But calm down, people. Jesus. Yeah. We should go. We're over time. Markets are freaking printing right now. Everybody yeah, stop talking before we turn turn it around. Okay. Thanks for being here. We'll catch y'all next time. Go to weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Make a trade directly from one asset to the other. You can go from illiquidity to liquidity. You can track your portfolio. You can do all kinds of things at FTX. Earn yield on your tokens while you're ogling. Weeklyopen.com slash FTX. Weeklyopen.com to check past episodes and to subscribe. We even put out audio versions of this podcast. You might not have even known that. You can do it all at Weekly Open. Thanks for being with us. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.